cliffcentral.com. I mentioned earlier that uh, we've done this series with Fluxmans, and I'm glad that Colin Strym could join us this morning because I thought, you know, people need to be talked through some of the stuff that um, we're, we're currently going through. And Colin is really the, the expert in all this, this commercial and corporate-related litigation, insolvency, in business rescue, restructure, turnarounds. He's one of the leading attorneys in South Africa, and he's been a director of Fluxman since 2003. He was awarded the Law Society Prize for the most outstanding law student back in the day, and he has not let us down ever since. So, Colin, you are at the coalface of what businesses are dealing with right now. It's nice to have you join us this morning, and I know that you've already done an interview in the series that we put together, Gary Hertzberg, but I thought it would probably be worthwhile, since I've seen you in other media as well, talking us through what goes on in an economy like this where many businesses are facing an uncertain future. How do you even tackle a beast like this? Where do you come in? Morning, Gareth. Thank you for the invite again. Sure. Um, yeah, I think you tackle it at the cash flows. Oh, really? One looks at what one has available to pay one's expenses. Mm. And if one's cash is dried up, then that's where you start tackling the problem. So whether you're a company or an individual, you, if you run out of cash, you're in trouble. So you start now with a rational thinking mind. Uh, don't panic is the main message. And um, look to see what's available to you that's been given by government and private enterprise to make up the shortfall in your cash. Now, you say don't panic, but that's very difficult for a business owner. Um, if you're the person who, at the end of the day, is responsible for paying people, paying suppliers, we've seen this EdCon story as it's unfolded, it can be very difficult to maintain a, a sensible, logical, uh, careful attitude to this stuff. Is that why business rescue lawyers are brought in? Because they're an objective outsider who can look at this thing and figure out whether or not there's a way to save otherwise it, what, what most people would consider a dire situation. Correct. I agree with you. Um, when you're sitting with the situation that you face, run out of cash, yes, you tend to panic. Mm. And um, you need then to bring in outsiders who are not emotionally involved, who are not as stressed as you are, and who can sit down with a logical mind and a clear mind and advise you and guide you through the process. Have you seen an immediate uptick since uh, this coronavirus pandemic has, has made itself so present in our lives? Have you, have you guys seen a massive uptick in business in terms of people coming to you going, please help us? Um, not really. Um, I think the problem is that everyone's working remotely and people have stopped working there at home. Um, there have been a lot of inquiries, and um, one can see the wave building up. And I think as soon as lockdown um, opens up again, this wave of these companies under stress and individuals under stress is just going to pour out. Well, Colin, let's be fair. It wasn't as if our economy was bursting at the seams just before this. There have been a number of businesses that have already seen uh, their way into business rescue. Uh, how How does the process work, and does it depend from business to business, or is there generally a timeline that you put into place? Um, what is the what is the first thing after looking at cash flow that you start to pay attention to? Gareth, um, by definition for business rescue, you look six months in advance. And if it looks like you're going to run out of cash in the next six months, in other words, you're not going to be able to pay all your debts mm. as and when they fall due in the next six months, then you're entitled to call a, a board meeting 
as a director and discuss the options available to you as a board. And um, you, one of your options would be rescue, the other would be liquidation, or these days, with all these government uh, interventions and assistance that they're offering other employees or companies or SMMEs, you look at those options to see if you can exercise any of them. Um, one doesn't know how those options are going to unfold because they haven't yet been tested. But theoretically, if they address your concerns, in other words, you could get an interest-free loan, as is offered by some of these uh, incentives, for 12 months or payable after 12 months interest-free, um, and it addresses your liquidity problem, then you can deal with it. So there is a third option now open to most called individuals or companies, SMMEs, um, given by banks, government, etc., to try and assist you through the process. Are people increasingly looking at those options, and, and are they things that you factor in now when you're doing either a liquidation or a business rescue? And, and how, much, how much scope does that give you to allay people's fears and to practically work solutions into, into a business that does, doesn't look like it's doing very well? These are new incentives. They're unknown how they work. Um, we would suggest to somebody to in, explore them as opposed to rescue or liquidation at this point in time. I, I don't know how successful they're going to be. If they do address the issue, then your problem is solved, so you get yourself through this crisis at this point in time. If they don't, and my suspicion is they won't, um, I don't think government has enough resources to be able to prop up all these businesses, then your next option would be to look at rescue or liquidation. If we take EdCon, because it's the most obvious public example of what's happened, um, if we take EdCon as an example, what happened there is is that they were already struggling before this problem, and this has exacerbated that problem. Now, they're able to pay people, they say, until the end of this month, and then they don't know. Mm. Is that often what happens? Is that is that how businesses... Will react under circumstances where the cash flow is constricted to that degree and where they just don't have any income? Yes. Sure. That's exactly what will happen. Um, Edcon it, has been struggling for some time and they've been restructuring of their loans and they've been shareholder advances to the company. I think all of those plans that they've had in the past have failed and they've run out of cash again. And of course, with lockdown, I mean, it must have been a catalyst to push them over the edge or been a a full driver to force them into a position where they're going to run out of cash. Um, An example in the UK is Debenhams, a well-known retail store. They've just filed for the second time now for administration on the the basis that they've also run out of cash. They can't pay their landlords. And that's also been exacerbated by this coronavirus. So this is the second time in the last few months that they've applied for what they call in England administration. So you've looked at clothing retail, which I think is under huge stress, has been under huge stress for a number of years. Mm. But when you actually have to close your, your doors and nobody's coming in to spend over the lockdown, you're in a critical situation. There are mm. obviously good news stories as well, and I'm sure that Fluxman's and, and you in particular at Fluxman's have been able to save some businesses. Uh, there will no doubt be examples of that going forward. Um, is, is, it, is it always a bleak picture, or are there ways to, to get things back on track and to allow businesses to thrive again once all of the craziness is over? In the past, there have been some successful rescues, and there haven't been. 
Um, but there you were operating under normal economic circumstances. At the moment, we are not. This is an existential crisis where you have to rethink everything. Boards, everybody has to sit down, change their projections, change their views, um, look at their models. So this huge inward looking again now in this crisis with a view to changing the outlook completely. So with the unnatural economic conditions that people are operating under now at the moment, I think the prospects of rescuing companies um, is in debate. And if you can rely on these other incentives being offered by government and private enterprise yeah. and explore them as part and parcel of the rescue, then that will probably heighten the prospects of rescuing companies. Colin, are there ever examples um, recently of, of individual and, and several liabilities by directors? I mean, where, where a company will go under and, and where a company will be liquidated or where they're going to business rescue and the directors are held personally responsible? Certainly. Under the old Act, there was an old Section 424 which rendered directors personally liable for reckless trading and fraud. That survived the new Act. So if a company is commercially insolvent, in other words, can't pay its debts, Section 44 still applies. Hmm. Um, there's a test case if you're waiting, the judgment to come out of the SCA in Bloemfontein. It was argued just before lockdown, and that deals with the liability of directors in their personal capacities under the New Companies Act. It's been argued um, in Pretoria, and the appeal, as I say, was heard a few weeks ago. We're waiting for that judgment to come out. It would be a revolutionary judgment because it deals with the very grey area that we've all been facing um, under the New Companies Act as to whether directors will be held personally liable or not for trading under what they say was reckless or uh, fraudulent circumstances. And Colin, is there a very obvious difference between the way you tackle a private enterprise or a publicly listed company? Not at that level. Um, directors are liable for reckless trading or fraud and conduct, whether it's a big company or a small company. Fantastic. Um, I know you've got lots more to tell us. I encourage people to listen to our series that we've already completed with Gary Hertzberg and featuring the attorneys from Fluxman's, including Colin Strime. Colin, keep doing the good work of, of trying to keep businesses afloat, and I hope we'll chat to you again under sunnier circumstances in a month or so when maybe you've got some good case studies for us of, of businesses you've been able to rescue and help back onto their feet. Thank you so much. Colin Strime of Fluxman's Attorney. Thank you. Thank you, Gareth, and you too. Keep up the good work. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks very much. We've got to do what we can to try and help businesses in this country to stay afloat.